Assalamu alaikum. All praise is due to Allah. Allahu Akbar. In the name of Allah, the beneficent, the most merciful, we give him praise and thanks for coming in the person of Master Fahd Muhammad and raising up, wait, pardon me, to whom praises are due forever, and raising up the most honorable Elijah Muhammad and granting to us out of his grace the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. I would like to greet you all with the greeting words of peace. We say it in the Arabic language of As-Salamu Alaikum. How are you all feeling this morning? All praises due to Allah, brothers and sisters. I want to welcome you all to Mas Mariam, the National Center for the re-education and the retraining of the black man and woman in America, but also the re-education of the whole of humanity. The work of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan that we have been witnessing for the, over the last 40 years is the work of the Messiah that the whole world is looking for. I'm going to prove everything I say. I want to thank, I want to first say that I'm a student of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And everything that I am going to teach you today is as a result of being a student of this mighty man of God. So I want to thank Allah for the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan for giving me spiritual life when I was spiritually and mentally dead. Uh, I would also like to take this time to thank my mother who passed away earlier this year. And it was my mother who trained me up in the way that a child should go. It was my mother when I was a high school student before I heard the teachings of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. I had just read the autobiography of Malcolm X. And when I read the autobiography of Malcolm X, Alex Haley is such a great and profound writer that I'm reading the book and I'm at the bottom of the page and I'm, I can't wait to get to the next page. That's how profound a writer Alex Haley was. So as a high school student, I read the autobiography of Malcolm X, and I said to myself right then that I wanted to join the Nation of Islam. No, I didn't know where the mosque was. I made up my mind. When the KKK marched through downtown Atlanta, of course you know I was there, right? I was a high school student, right? And there was a big riot. What, were you involved in a riot, Brother Muhammad? Absolutely. I went down, down there to get it cracking. That was my whole purpose for going. All praises due to Allah. So I'm going to keep this short. I ended up getting arrested. And they, because I was a juvenile, they took me way out to the juvenile detention center in DeKalb County. And you know who had to come get me, right? It was mama, right? Because a mother's love is so profound that no matter what you do of wrong, your mother will love you. The only greater love than mama's love is God's love. Are y'all listening? So I was, I, you know, these types of things happen. I can remember as a high school student, as a senior in high school, I refused to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. This is years before Colin Kaepernick. I'm in homeroom, and my black homeroom teacher 
sent me to the white principal, right? And I got into the principal's office. You know, back then, they used to make you read this discipline book, right? And then you had to sign at the end saying that you agreed with everything in the book. So I'm in the principal's office, and he's telling me that I should stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. And I told him I'm not standing for the Pledge of Allegiance. He said, well, if you don't stand, we're going to suspend you. So I had my little discipline book that I kept in my book bag. I pulled it out, and I slammed it down on the desk. I said, show me in here where it says I got to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. Well, you already know I got suspended. You already know, right? Three days, right? What, what is my point? Who came to my defense to the principal of the school that was trying to make me stand for a flag that never stood for us? It was my mama, right? Because there is no greater love outside of God's love. And the love of the messenger of God for his people, there's no greater love than mama's love. So mama's love gets you to a certain point, right? And then mama's love has to give way to the love of God. So of course, and I'm gonna just, this is just the intro. When the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan came to speak, I was a senior now in high school, and he came to speak at the Omni. The lecture is called Added Up. I was a high school student in the crowd. And the lecture was so powerful, you know, my thing was, I'm thinking, like, we trying to fight white people, right? So when the lecture was over, I'm thinking, like, man, as soon as we leave, they're going to be fighting outside. I'm getting ready. I'm getting my mind right, right? Getting my escape plan in order, right? Uh, that didn't happen. But shortly thereafter, I came in the Nation of Islam. And when I came in the nation, my whole life was transformed. My brother, my blood brother, when I went to him, can you bring me those books? I went to my blood brother, and he was in his dormitory in college at Southern University in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, smoking a Newport and drinking a 40 ounce. And I walked in his dorm room with this book. And I didn't know much at that time, so I just started to talk about what I read out of Message to the Black Man. And I watched my brother pour the 40 ounce in the sink and throw the Newports in the trash can. I'm telling you the, about the transformative power of the teachings of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. And then I called my younger brother. I don't know what I said. All I know is it was something out of message to the black man. I called him on the phone. And a few days later, he came in the Nation of Islam under the Honorable Louis Farrakhan. So I'm bringing all of this up to say that my mother had three boys. None of them been to jail. None of them are baby daddies, right? None of them got trapped in the system. And it's not because we did anything different other than accept the teachings of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad and our lives were transformed for the better. So my mother, who never left the house, ever, she worked, came home, went to sleep, worked the next day, and came home. When the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan came to Atlanta in 1996 to speak to women only, my mother, who never leaves the house, 
went to go hear the man that transformed the life of not one of her sons, but all of her sons to pay respect for his help in saving her sons from the world of Satan. All praise is due to Allah. So I want to thank the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan for saving my life and the life of my blood brothers, right? I want to thank Student Minister Ishmael Muhammad, who has been a helper of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Has it been how many years? Over 30, right? Over 30 years here in Chicago. I want to thank him for giving me the opportunity to come before you all this morning. I want to thank the brothers in the ministry for all of their work, dedication, and sacrifice. And I would like us to give a round of applause to our brother, Student Minister Daniel Muhammad, who did a magnificent job last Sunday representing the teachings of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad. All praise is due to Allah. See, the enemy thinks that they only have to worry about the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. That's the mistake that they make. What they don't realize is that after Jesus ascended, the disciples were renewed with a new energy and those disciples became apostles, and then the teachings of Jesus spread all over the world. They focused only on Jesus, but thought they had conquered the disciples, but then the disciples rose up and took the message of Jesus throughout the earth. I wish somebody was listening. Now, brothers and sisters, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan is that great teacher of freedom, justice, and equality. And today's subject comes from a lecture series that he did on the time and what must be done. The lie and the liar must be exposed. Now, when we talk about the time, what are we talking about? When we talk about the time, we're talking about the judgment. We're talking about the end of the world. The liar has lied to us. The liar taught us religion and lied to us about the judgment and made us to believe that when we die, we were going to go in the sky. But now they have telescopes that can see in the sky. They have telescopes that can see beyond the moon, beyond the stars, beyond Pluto. That is 4,507,000,000 miles away from the Earth. They have telescopes that they say are so powerful the white man says he can see into the past. So now, you mean to tell me y'all got all these telescopes, all these satellites, but y'all ain't got no picture of heaven? If it's in the sky, if it's out there? I know what you're saying right now because I've been teaching black folks a long time. What you're saying is, see, brother, see, that's why, you know, y'all Muslims, y'all ain't got it right. See, you can't see heaven with no telescope. You got to work through this thing. See, you know the white man lied to you. So now you're trying to make his lie real in your mind when confronted with facts. There is no heaven in the sky after you die. So we're taught about a judgment that we're going to go and see God and that we're going to stand in line and God is going to put out his flat screen 4K television and he's going to stream our life through Netflix. Now, it's 7 billion people in the world right now. And it's billions of people have lived 
on an earth that's trillions of years old. Billions of people have lived. You mean to tell me that God is going to watch everybody's life? What if your name is Thomas Zachary and God is going in alphabetical order? How long do you have to wait to watch your life on the video screen? So the enemy taught you about the judgment and the end of the world, but they lied to us. But today, because God is present, the lie and the liar must be exposed. Are y'all with me? So there is no judgment where you're going to float in the sky and there's a man at a ticket booth that's going to let you into heaven with gold streets in the sky, pearly gates in the sky, right? Chicken wings, right? But you're a spirit. What do you need wings for? What do you need a gate for? What do you need a street for? Right? We've been lied to so that we would think that our reward would come after death. So the enemy would get a life of work from us in slavery and then promise us that when you're dead, you will get your reward in the sky. But the white man never waited to get his reward in the sky. When Cabrini Green and the projects were in Chicago, they drove the black people out and gentrified and built a heaven for themselves while they live, while telling you to wait to go to heaven. But all the while you're living in hell. Are y'all with me? They lied and said that there was a hell in the ground, right? And that it was 10 times hotter than the sun. Is this what they told you? They lied to you. There is no heaven in the ground. I mean, no hell in the ground. The most honorable Elijah Muhammad teaches what we already know that heaven and hell are conditions of life on earth. If hell is in the center of the earth and the diameter of the earth is 7,926 miles, we learned in geometry that radius is half the diameter. So that means that hell is 3,963 miles away from the surface of the earth. And it's 10 times hotter than the sun. You should have asked him, well, how hot is the sun? I'm glad you asked. 14,072 degrees Fahrenheit on the surface. So that means that hell would be 140,720 degrees Fahrenheit if it's 10 times hotter. But now you go outside in the summertime and you feel the heat outside from a sun that's 93 million miles away. It gets up to 100 degrees. 110, 120, from a sun 93 million miles away. But you want us to believe that hell is only 4,000 miles away and that it's 10 times hotter than the sun and you don't feel the heat of hell on your feet right now. When it snows in Chicago, do they wait? Does mayor, who's the mayor now? Lori Lightfoot get on the news and say, yes, there's a snowstorm coming. We're broke and you know they are. We don't have any money for salt. We don't have any money for trucks. We don't have any money to move snow. We're just gonna wait for the heat from hell to melt the snow. You all would vote her out of office. If she came and used what we say we believe in as an excuse not to shovel the snow. Are y'all with me? 
we've been lied to. Heaven and hell are conditions. We can prove it. How can you prove it? When you go outside and it's cold, what do you say? Man, it's cold as hell. You go outside and it's hot, what do you say? It's hot as hell, right? You see a woman and you, she's beautiful, what do you say? Damn, she fine as hell, right? You see a man and he's ugly, what do you say? Girl, he ugly as hell. He talking about 50-50 on a date. Why? Because he's broke as hell. You understand what I'm saying? We're not talking about somewhere you go after you die. We're talking about conditions of life on earth while you live. So now, the lie and the liar must be exposed. The number one uh, men of God who are exposing the liars and telling the truth is the most honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. They're number one in exposing the lies. This is why they're so hated, because the world we live in is built on falsehood. No, Muhammad, I don't believe that. Okay, well, you getting ready for Black Friday, right? You getting ready, you don't even know what Black Friday, but you getting ready. You just left church last two weeks ago came home and it was a jack-o'-lantern in front of your house. White Jesus on the wall and your children dressed up like Freddie and Jason and Chucky. What's wrong with that picture? Either you're with God or you're not. It can't be both. You in the springtime tell your children that a rabbit laid a chicken egg. What? How do you believe something like that? You tell your children Jesus died on Friday, rose on Sunday, and that's three days and three nights. That's not even good math. Because if your boss, if you work nine hours on Friday, because Jesus was on the cross for nine hours, you work nine hours on Friday, and your boss said, look, I'm giving you three days off. And you're like, damn, I deserve them three days off. Is it paid? It's paid. And then the boss calls you Sunday morning, talking about why you died at work, you fired. You calling the EEOC, right? Because that's not what? That's not three days. You understand? So what, is, what am I telling you, brothers and sisters? That we've been lied to about everything. They said Columbus discovered America. Millions of 10 million people here looking at him like, if I discovered $5 in your pocket, are you going for that? No. If I discovered your car outside, are you going for that? If I discovered that flat screen TV that's sitting in your house, are you going for that? Absolutely not. How can you discover a place where it's people already living? Everything that we've been taught, unfortunately, is a lie. We're getting ready for Krima, where the fat white man is going to deliver presents to everybody. And this is what we tell our children, right? The lie and the liar must be exposed. Can we go to this slide? Let me read to you something from the Bible. Listen to this. And the great dragon was cast out. That old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceived the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. So now here we have a picture in the Bible of a dragon that started out as a serpent, 
But this dragon, uh, this serpent grew into a dragon and has deceived the world. So now, if the world has been deceived by this dragon, by this serpent, by this devil, by Satan, then the number one enemy of Satan is the man that God raises up and puts the truth in that man's mouth to spread it to the world so that the world would not be the victim of Satan's lies. So if I'm a liar and I'm with and I'm deceived by the dragon, then I'm no threat. The only time I become a threat is when the truth that I have goes against the lies of Satan. Are y'all with me? So let's look at it. What is a lie? A lie is a false statement with a deliberate attempt to deceive an unintentional truth. Now everybody in here has lied at some point. I know that the self-righteous people are saying, not me, but you're lying to yourself right now when you're saying that. Thank you, my brother. All of us have lied, but that does not make us the dragon or Satan just because we have lied. Now, the more we lie, then the more we go down the road of becoming a devil. Are y'all with me? Okay. The more we lie, the more we go down the road of becoming a devil. Listen to this. Truth, a true or actual state of matter, conformity with fact or reality. Vera, pardon me, verify, verity, a verified or indisputable fact proposition, principle, or the like, as in mathematical truths, a state or character of being true, actuality or actual existence. Now, brothers and sisters, I want to show you, because we live in a world that is based on deception, and Allah, because he's bringing in a new world based on truth, he's manifesting right in front of your eyes. He's manifesting the enemies of truth every day. Let me give you an example that you might remember. Do y'all remember, remember Bill Clinton? Bill Clinton, they asked him, did you have sex with that woman? And what did he say? Like any man, right? He's gonna be, nah, that wasn't me, right? The next day, they had a dress with a stain on it. The next day, it wasn't no coffee stain. Are y'all with me? So he lied, and immediately after he lied, the truth of his lie was made manifest. That should tell you that we're at the end of Satan's world, because there was a time that presidents could lie, because they all have lied, right? All of them. But their lie would not be made manifest until they were dead and gone, and then they opened the files up. That day is gone. Because we're in the day of Allah, we're in the day of judgment. Are y'all with me? So now, listen, you all remember George Bush. He said that there was weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. And as he was on television saying it, the news reporters were in Iraq, and they said, yeah, we, we've been here for the last two weeks. We've scoured the entire country, and we haven't seen any weapons of mass destruction. Why is Allah manifesting the liar 
It is because it's the end of their time to rule and God has given you a choice because he's manifesting them as liars and he's given you a choice to either follow them or not follow them. Are y'all with me? Now, I'm going to use this last example. You all remember our brother Laquan McDonald, right? Okay. When Laquan McDonald was murdered by the Chicago police in front of Burger King, they tried to cover it up. Cover up is just a way, another way of saying they lied, right? You have had run-ins with the police, and you know that the police lie, right? When they murdered Laquan McDonald, they went in the Burger King and deleted the footage of them murdering Laquan McDonald off of the Burger King video cameras. Then they went into court and lied about it, right? But then the video came out showing them deleting the video. Why is this happening? It is because we're living in a world that is based on lies. This world is coming to an end, so Allah is manifesting their lies so you can make a decision. Do you want to go into a new world based on freedom, justice, equality, and truth, or do you want to go out with the old world based on white supremacy, lies, and falsehood? The decision is yours. So he's manifesting your enemies. He took a small, what you would think, insignificant brother like Laquan McDonald and brought down one of the most powerful mayors in the United States of America. Are y'all with me? With someone that seemed to be so insignificant. Okay, let's move on. Just letting you know that we're at the end of the enemy's time to rule over us. Okay, let's go. Can we show this verse first video? Uh, we're talking about the lie and the liar. Let, if you all have that first video, let me know. Okay, uh, this is a video of uh, Cedric Richmond and Charlemagne, the God. Uh, I just want y'all to watch this. We're going to come back and explain it. Thank you. Tonight, we're talking about the possible death of democracy and why I feel the Democrats have been cowardly. So I'm happy to have my guest here to help us get to the bottom of it. He's the senior advisor to the president of the United States and director of the White House Office of Public Engagement for Biden administration. Please welcome my guy, Mr. Cedric Richmond. Cedric, please stay. Thanks for having me. I'm glad you're here, man. You know, uh, we, we talked uh, last year on Breakfast Club and you said that if the Biden administration isn't holding up their end of the bargain. We can hold you personally responsible. I did. Do you still stand by that? Absolutely. Well, let's get right into it, all right? Uh, <laughs> black people got Biden elected, and we feel like he's not holding up his end of the bargain. What, what's happening, Cedric? Well, first, let's start with a pandemic that's killed one in 600 black people in the country. So we're fighting every day to make sure we get vaccines out. We have them anywhere from barbershops to community health centers. But then the other part is we reduce black poverty in this country by 38% just this year with the child tax credit. We reduced black child poverty by 50% just this year. And then we, we did other stuff. We banned the use of private prisons. We banned the use of chokeholds. We limited uh, the use of no-knock warrants. We put more black women on the appellate court than any president in the history of the United States. And this is day 281 for us. So, uh, you know, where Congress is failing to act, mm -hmm. we're doing it by executive order. So just last week, we convened meetings with uh, families of people who were killed by police officers. We've convened 
uh, civil rights leaders, because we're going to do that by executive order also and go as hard as we possibly can, especially while the Senate and the House are not able to get uh, together and pass something that's meaningful and comprehensive and that's going to save lives. So there was an executive order on police reform? We did a uh, DOJ issued guidance, I guess okay. it was about four weeks ago, to do the no-knock warrants and do the chill codes. But they've all, they're why also... Why are quiet about that kind of stuff? That's the kind of we, stuff you should market loud. Like, you see how loud this studio is? Okay. Now, brothers and sisters, there was a lot of lies in that two-minute clip. So let me break it down to you. So the first thing the brother said is one in 600 black people died from COVID. Now, that is true, but when you tell a lie, so now you go to court, we've been to court, I've been to court, and they say, say uh, what is the oath? I swear to tell the truth, right, the whole truth, and nothing but the what? Truth. So now, why do you say that oath? Because you can tell truth, right, and leave something out of the truth, and then it, it's called a lie by omission, so it causes the person to misperceive what is true? Your mama said, look, I don't want you going to Tyrone House no more. And you're like, okay, mama, I ain't going to Tyrone House. And where are you going to be the next day? Tyrone House, right? And then you come home late, and mama's like, girl, where you been? You better not have been in Tyrone House. Like, no, nah, mama, no, nah, I was at Keisha House. But then you don't tell your mother that Keisha is Tyrone's sister. You understand what I'm saying? That's a lie. You told the truth, but you left something out. To, to cause the person to misperceive what is true. So you got to tell the truth, and then you got to tell the whole truth, meaning everything, and then you can't add anything to it to skew it. Are y'all following me? Which we all do, if we're honest, right? So now, he said one in 600 people died from COVID. But now, that, and that's true, but what wasn't said is that black people are dying from COVID because we have pre-existing conditions. 40% of black people are obese. Are y'all listening? We're number one in heart disease. We're number one in cancer. We're number one in diabetes. Now, and this has been for the last 20 or 30 years, and there has been no executive action to keep you healthy. So all of a sudden, they're concerned about black folks' health, or do they want black people to get vaccinated with a vaccine that is proven to be ineffective? Are y'all listening? So it was the truth, but they left the information out. Then he said, we reduced, I couldn't believe this, black poverty by 38%, and child poverty by 15% with the child tax credit. Did y'all hear that? You would think that the Democrats love black people. But now, Here's what he didn't say. The federal poverty line for two people, you have to have a child to get the child tax credit, is $17,420. So what the government did, and all of you, you know, because black people, we love the Democrats. Right now, you're getting money back from the government if you have children in the form of the child tax credit. They usually give it to you when you file your taxes, but they started to give it to uh, families in July of this year. So what is Cedric saying? Like, we let you keep your money, because it's not the government's money, it's your money. We let you keep your money. And with the money that we usually take that we let you keep, we didn't give you nothing. Allowing you to keep your own money raised you above 
the poverty line, which is $17,420. You can't live off $17,000 a year in the United States of America. For four people, the poverty line is $26,500. Are y'all listening? Then he said, we banned private prisons. Really? Chokeholds. Can we go to that next slide? So I had to look and see how many private prisons were controlled by the federal government. Out of 122 prisons, here it is in Time Magazine, 11 of them were private prisons. Are y'all listening? So the brothers on television making it seem like they're doing all of these great things for black people. And in reality, it's a half-truth or it's a lie. So now, they said that they limited no-knock warrants, but that's only federal government. When they went to Anjanette Young's house, that wasn't the federal government. That was the Chicago police. When they killed, what's our sister's name? Um, Breonna Taylor. That wasn't the federal government. That was the police. Are y'all listening? They only banned the no-knock warrants and the chokeholds. Eric Garner wasn't choked out by a federal agent. It was the New York police that murdered our brother. Are y'all listening? So they're on television making it seem like they're doing you a favor when they're really not doing anything for you. Then he said, oh, we appointed more black female judges than any other president in the history of the United States. So you know I had to look that up. There are 179 appellate court judges and they appointed, notice he didn't say the number, he just said more. 11 judges out of 179. Are y'all listening? So now, brothers and sisters, that should tell you if this is more than all the rest of the president, what the hell have the rest of the president's been doing? All the ones that you love, what did Obama do? This more than Obama? This more than Clinton? Come on. We falling for the okie doke. Let's move on. Can we go to this next clip? I'm just showing you how easy it is to lie and how easy it is for us to be deceived. I want to show y'all this next clip of Joe Rogan and Sanjay Gupta because there's a lot of talk about uh, people taking vaccines and if you have an opinion that's outside of what white people want you to think, then you become the enemy like Kyrie Irving, right? And they question your intelligence like you're not a doctor. Well, you're not a doctor, right? And try to make it seem like you're ignorant. As a black person, you have every right not to trust the medical profession. Absolutely every right. So now, so they brought a doctor on the Joe Rogan show from CNN, and this is what transpired. But, but, but what, but uh, so, so for you, Joe Rogan, yes. I would say you've had it. Yes. So now get one shot of the vaccine. No. Why not? Because I have better immunity than I would if I was vaccinated. We, so right? Yes. Don't I? I think your immunity is really good. So why, if I've already gotten through COVID and I was really only sick for a day, and then five days later I was negative, 
I, and I do have the natural antibodies now. Why would I take a chance in getting vaccinated on top of that? By the way, I'm glad you're, you're, you're better. I'm Thank glad you. it only lasted a day. You're probably really the only am. one at CNN that's glad. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not. The rest of them are all lying about me taking Hork's medication. <laughs> we should talk about that. That bothered you. It should bother you, too. They're well, lying I, at your network about people taking human drugs versus drugs for it, veterinary. It, calling it a horse dewormer is not a flattering thing. I get it's that. It's a lie. It's a lie on a news network, it, and it's it, a lie that's... It's a willing that's that's a lie that they're conscious of. It's not a mistake. Yeah. They're unfavorably framing it as veterinary medicine. Well, the FDA put this thing out. You saw that. Did you see that thing that the FDA put out? What did the FDA put out? <laughs> it was a tweet and it was snarky. I admit it. They said, you are not a horse. You are not a cow. Stop taking this stuff or something like Why that. Why would you say that when you're talking about a drug that's been given out to billions and billions of people, a drug that was responsible for one of the inventors of it making the Nobel the, Prize the Nobel Prize in 2015? Yeah. Yeah. No, a, a drug well, that has been shown to stop viral replication in vitro. You know that, right? I, I, Why would they lie and say that's horse dewormer? I can afford people medicine. <laughs> this is ridiculous. It's just a lie. I don't think anyone is thick. But don't you think that a lie like that is dangerous on a news network when you know that they know they're lying? You know that they know that I took medicine. Like, here it is. This is ivermectin. You got this it with right you. here. Somebody gave it to me. All right, hang on. I, I, do see, you, the, the thing is, we're, we're, we're like going so fast. Like, I feel like I'm missing. I'm missing. Do you think I want that to, that's a problem, that your news network was not, lies? Well, I don't, I don't, dude, I mean, what did they say? They lied what did and they said say? I was taking horse de to Allah. Now, uh, brothers and sisters, you know that Sanjay Gupta is not going to be invited to the CNN Christmas party. You already know that, right? They struck him off the list. So brothers and sisters, the Holy Quran says that when truth comes, falsehood vanishes and falsehood is forever a vanishing thing. So even though uh, Sanjay Gupta was on there, when Joe Rogan brought the truth, what happened? His lies couldn't stand to the truth that Joe Rogan was speaking. Now I know what you're saying, man, man, brother Muhammad, I didn't know anything about what Joe Rogan was talking about. I'm gonna have to subscribe to his show. No, you don't because everything he said had already been reported in the Final Call newspaper months and months before he even put it on his show. If you read the Final Call, it is truth from cover to cover. You don't have to rely on the enemy. The Final Call is gonna give you the truth. This is what I was looking for. This paper is full of truth. Before Joe Rogan and all of these uh, other people started talking about ivermectin, there were articles already talking about it in the Final Call newspaper. Are y'all listening? All praise is due to a lot. The lie and the liar must be exposed. Sanjay Gupta was exposed. So brothers and sisters, you shouldn't have a problem. Let's, I gotta move quickly. Let's go, can we go to that next slide right after that? The media, trust in the media is all at an all-time low in the United States of America. This is important because the media has been used to put lies out. But because we live in an age of information, it's harder for them to continue to lie 
to the people the way that they do. So the United States is last of countries that trust the media. This should tell the wise that the world of Satan is coming down because this is how they control people. Let's go to the next slide real quick. Trust in government. Look at this. Back in the, in, when Kennedy was president in the 60s, the trust in the government was high. The, the longer the time has gone, this comes from the Pew uh, website. Look at the trust of government today. It's at an all-time low. Now, wise people look at this and know that we have lost our power to deceive the masses. That's how wise people look at this. Are y'all listening? Let's go to this last video, and we got to do lightning round. It's already 11, 11 o'clock. Can we go to the last video? And we're going to come back to this. Now, this is a video. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan is the man that God raised up and put his truth in this man's mouth. Are y'all listening? When God reveals truth to any of his servants, it is always, there's a part of the truth that the contemporaries reject because they never heard it before. And then they say that, oh, you must be crazy. Like, you go and talk to black people about what we teach in the nation. I ain't never heard that before. Oh, well, just because you never heard it before don't mean it ain't true. Are y'all listening? So now, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan was on Ted Koppel. And at the end of the interview, this is one year after the Million Man March, at the end of the interview, Ted Koppel asked him about the mother plane. Are y'all listening? I'm going to let y'all watch it. And we're going to come back. Mr. Farrakhan, frequently what you say makes uh, eminently good sense and is extremely lucid. And then and I'm going to read you this quote because we don't have it on videotape. You told congregants just before the uh, Million Man March at a Washington church about the mother wheel, a heavily armed spaceship the size of a city which will rain destruction upon white America but save those who embrace the nation of Islam. It sounds like gibberish, but maybe you can explain it. Well, sir, you can ask President Jimmy Carter if it's gibberish. You can ask some of the astronauts who went up and saw it if it's gibberish. On the front page of the Washington Post several years ago, a Japanese pilot was flying across the Bering Straits, and he saw something in his uh, radar that looked like two large aircraft carriers joined together in terms of size. And an aircraft carrier is 440 yards long. Two of them together would be a half a mile by a half a mile. This is that wheel that was spoken of in Ezekiel that has become a reality. It's over the heads of us in North America. And soon you shall see these wheels over the major cities of America. It is above top secret by the United States government. And if it were gibberish, they made an awful lot of money, Mr. Koppel, on that movie called Independence Day was about that which you call
called gibberish and it flooded the theaters. Yes, it did. Uh, it was fiction and just for the record, what uh, President Carter spoke about was a UFO. There was no specificity about the kind of thing that you're talking about. He was asked whether he believed in UFOs and he said yes. And he said he saw it and he said when he became president, he would open up uh, uh, that information, which he never did, That's but that information is leaking out now to the American people. Minister Farrakhan, it's always too short when I have you on the program and too infrequent. I hope you'll come again soon. Thank you so much for joining us this Thank evening. Thank you, sir. And we'll be back in a moment. All praise is due to Allah. Now, brothers, this is, let, let me just dissect this real quick. All praise is due to Allah because this man is the champion of truth. So Ted Koppel thought that because he was on national television, that when he asked him about the mother plane, like most Negroes would do, oh, well, 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 uh, uh, well, see, oh, that's just something that he talked to black folks about. No, but the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan did what? He stood on the truth that the most honorable Elijah Muhammad teaches. And then if you listen to the exchange, Ted Koppel already knew it was true. He knew it was true. Like most white people ask you things. They know the truth, but they want to see, do you know the truth? You understand. And then when you know the truth, they bear witness to the truth that they already know. Are y'all following me? So Ted Koppel knew the truth, right? He said, yeah, Jimmy Carter saw it, right? And then when the minister said, yeah, and when he became president, he said he was going to release the files. And you heard Ted Koppel, he had to bear witness. That's right. Like he's in a mosque somewhere. That's right. Teach, brother minister. That's right. Now, let's go to the next slide, please. But now, why did I bring that up? Because now the truth has been made manifest that the government has, the United States government, which is the last country to release their files on UFOs. Some of you black people have been making mockery of the Honorable Louis Farrakhan and the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. Imagine, you can't even imagine this, but I want you to try. Imagine it's 1930. Just imagine that. And a man named Elijah Muhammad comes and tells you that UFOs are real. You're like, I'm not going to say the word in the mind. You're like, brother, what? You just imagine. You have, some of y'all have a problem with it right now. And the only way you will accept it is if it comes out of the mouth of a white person. Whenever a black person says, man, you got any proof? What they're really saying is, are there any white people who agree with what you're saying? That's what they're really saying because we never asked a white man to prove anything. Everything that the white man lied to us about, we took it on face value. When they told you that a rabbit foot was lucky, you didn't ask the white man to prove that. Now if a rabbit foot is lucky and a rabbit got four feet and you got one of his feet in your pocket, then guess what? The rabbit foot was not lucky for the rabbit because if he got four, he should have all the luck. Are you on? You never question a white man on nothing he taught. Soon as you come here, we got all these questions, and we don't have no problem because we got answers. You understand? Let's move. This is what they're saying. They're bearing witness to the truth that God revealed to the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. So now, brothers and sisters, all of this 
was just a foundation for what I came to talk to you about today. The question that I'm asking you, brothers and sisters, because we're talking about the lie and the liar must be exposed. The question that I'm asking you is what are the three greatest lies that Satan could tell? Are y'all listening? I just want you to think about Satan, who is a liar, has lied about everything. You walk down the street and spit a pole, and you think you're a GD, BD, conservative vice lord, insane. They got the new EBK, everybody killer, right? You all of that, but you split a pole, and you ran back up the block to go around the other side. You got a truck full of guns. What are we talking about? Or you a Sagittarius, or a Capricorn. I act like this because I'm a Taurus, you know, I'm, I'm you know. Really? Brothers and sisters, we've been lied to. I know what you're saying. Some of you Muslims, you know, I get this every time I bring it up. Well, brother, you know it is some truth in it. Some truth. Some truth. We don't want some truth. We want all truth. Some truth is a lie. A half truth is a what? Lie. Are y'all following me? Okay. Let's move on. So what are the three greatest lies that Satan could tell? Now, brothers and sisters, as black people, religion is the number one place that Satan has infiltrated. Right? Are y'all with me? To put his lies, insert his lies into religion. Are y'all following me? Politics. All of that, it's liars everywhere. But religion is the number one place where Satan has put his lies. Now, as black people, when we were brought to America, they didn't teach us about God. They didn't teach us about Jesus in the beginning. It wasn't until they noticed that religion made us more docile. What do you mean docile? Made us more manageable. When they noticed that religion made us more manageable and docile and submissive to white authority, that is when they started to teach us about Jesus. Not the real Jesus, but the Jesus that said, turn the other cheek. Now, as Muslims, we believe in turning the other cheek. We absolutely believe that if you hit me on one cheek, then the other cheek will be turned. It ain't going to be my cheek. It's going to be your cheek when I hit you back. You understand what I'm saying? That's turning the other cheek. Now, as black people, we got all this animosity for one another. You, if you're a GD and you beefing with the BDs, you in the alley sleeping up under the car waiting for the op to get home. You got the sleeping bag under the car, and as soon as he pull up, you jumping out with the guys. You got all that energy for one another, but no energy for the slave master. No energy for the real enemy that is destroying our communities and destroying our people. We only got the fight for one another. 
Then you come here and we say we not turning the other cheek. And then you look at us like we crazy. No, we looking at you like you crazy. You understand? Because we're getting killed all over America. And as soon as it happens, the pastors come in and tell us to love our enemies. And the enemy does what? Keeps killing us. Jesus never taught that. Let's move on. So now, the greatest lies have been placed in religion. The Southern Baptists and the Methodists started their churches because they wanted to teach blacks Christianity. Not because they wanted to make us better Christians. They wanted to make us better slaves. Brother Muhammad, can you prove that? Absolutely. Listen to this. You all heard of this book called Uncle Tom's Cabin? No, is that no? Yeah, Uncle Tom's Cabin by Harriet Beecher Stowe? Yes, sir. Okay, so now that book is fiction, right? Uncle Tom is a fictional character, right? When she wrote the book, the white people at that time got so upset at the portrayal of slavery that they said, this is not act, this is fiction, so they made Harriet Beecher Stowe out to be this enemy. So then Harriet Beecher Stowe wrote another book of factual information about slavery in the South. Are y'all listening? And the name of that book was called A Key to Uncle Tom's Cabin. Listen to what she said, talking about how, in this book, how black people were taught religion. He is told that his master is God's overseer, that he owes him blind, unconditional, unlimited submission that he must not allow himself to grumble or fret or murmur at anything in his conduct. And in case he does, so that his, wait, and in case he does, so that his murmuring is not against his master, but against God. He is taught that it is God's will that he should have nothing but labor and poverty in this world. And that if he frets and grumbles at this, he will get nothing in, by it in this life and be sent to hell forever in the next. Are y'all listening? Now, she's telling you that they taught black people that if you don't obey white people, that you're going to go to hell and you're going to suffer forever. If you murmur against him, this is why it's so easy for Stephen A. Smith to come against his brother, but difficult for Stephen A. Smith to come against his master. Are y'all listening? All kind of animosity for black folks. Nothing but submission and obedience for white people. Are y'all listening? This is where it comes from. Let's go to the next slide. Most vivid descriptions of hell, with its torment, its worms, ever feeding and never dying, are held up before him. Is that what they told you? That you're going to go to hell and you're going to burn forever? And if it's ten times hotter than the sun, how am I going to burn forever? You mean I'm never going to burn up? Right, I know. We never ask these questions because they told you, don't question God. Well, if God knows everything, then he's the best person to ask questions to. You understand. And never dying are held up before him, and he is 
told that this eternity of torture will be the result of insubordination here. It is no wonder a slaveholder once said to Dr. Brisbane of Cincinnati that religion has been more, that religion had been worth more to him on his plantation than a wagon load of cowskins. Man, I wish somebody was listening. They didn't teach us about Jesus to make us better Christians. They taught us about Jesus to make us better slaves. Let's move on. Now, brothers and sisters, the three greatest lies that Satan could tell. Let me go to this quote by the Honorable Louis Farrakhan. I got to move quick. Listen to this. Let's go to page 10 of, of Our Savior Has Arrived in this chapter called The Hidden Truth. Listen to what the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad says. The greatest and greatest of all, the greatest and gravest of all is the slave masters hiding the truth that will exalt his slave. So this is the greatest truth that is being hidden is the truth that will bring us up out of the condition that we're in. Let's go to the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. What is the greatest lie that a liar could tell? It is to lie about God, the originator of the heavens and the earth. And the next greatest lie is about the self of the human being and its connection to the originator. These are the greatest lies. And he who tells them is the greatest liar. Wait a minute. So you mean to tell me that one of the three greatest lies that Satan could tell is the lie about self? Let's look at it. Can we go to that next slide? As black people, we question who we are, right? Because so many lies have been told. We've been told that we were found in the jungle, right? Swinging from trees, bones in our noses, right? African booty scratches, right? I know y'all saying, man, this brother's talking about African booty scratches in Mas Marian. This is the reality of what we've been taught. This is the reality of what the people of the world have been taught about themselves. Because when, when the Europeans started to explore, the only way they could be dominant is if they dehumanized everybody else in the world. So the Native Americans were savages. Y'all understand, black people didn't have souls. Are y'all with me? Who are you, brothers and sisters? Listen to what the most honorable Elijah Muhammad said. Now, this is going to blow you away. This is why you need to get the book, Message to the Black Man. And read it. Don't just get it. You got to read it. Listen to what he says on page 244. We are the direct descendants of God. I'm going to stop right there. Let that marinate. No, no, Muhammad, no, I can't believe that. I can't believe we are, okay. The most honorable Elijah Muhammad teaches that we are the direct descendants of God. Now you read in the Bible in the Holy Quran where God made a man from dust and then he breathed into him of his own inspiration, right? And the Bible says he became a living soul, right? So what was in God was what? Deposited where? In the man. Are y'all following me? You read the Holy Quran and when God breathed into this man, then he asked the angels to bow down. Y'all didn't read that. 
And then one of the angels was like, no. Now the angels could have said, sir, we've been taught to worship no God but Allah and only to bow to God. But the reason they bowed is because God put himself in the human being. You're looking for a God in space, and guess where God is? God is in the mirror. God is not in space. God is within you. Yes, you're a direct descendant of God. While those who have mistreated us and still do are the direct offspring of a rebellious scientist of God. So you know who you are. You are a How do you know, Brother Muhammad? Let me show you. You get ready to do something wrong. And a voice comes up in your head. Did it come from space? No, it came from where? It came from within you. Whose voice is that in you? That's God's voice talking to you. And then if you really want to do it, what do you do? You silence the voice. And the more you silence the voice, the further you get away from God. The more you listen to God that's in you, the closer you get to God until you get to the point where you reflect God. This is the mission of the nation of Islam. The mission of the nation of Islam is to give life to our people. We don't care if you got tattoos on your face. It doesn't matter to us. We don't care if your pants are by your ankles. We, it don't matter. We don't care if you can't read, can't write, can't do math. We don't care if you got 12 baby daddies. It doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is that God is in you. And we have the truth to bring it out. All praise is due to Allah. Circumstances don't matter with God. God is above every circumstance. You understand? I don't care how long you've been in jail. None of that matters with God. The only thing that matters to God is what are you going to do? Now, for those of us who have the truth, I have a remote control right here. I took it from the office. I'm going to put it back. For those of us who have the truth, we have the truth from God for our people and their salvation. We know that they're lost. You can't condemn somebody that's lost and doesn't know the way you're supposed to help them. If the remote control in your house is lost, I just want you to think about it. When you lose the remote, because when those of us who are a little older, you know, you used to be the remote. Your mama told you, look, go stand by the TV. This is before remote control. Young people are like, what the hell? Yeah, you, the children used to be the remote. Y'all got it easy. You had to stand by the TV and change the channel. And don't have it be that UHF channel at the bottom. Because you had to twist that back. It's only like three channels. When the remote gets lost, how do you feel? Now, you sit down on the couch. You got your food and everything, right? And you can't find a remote. The TV is five feet away from you. You put your food over to the side, and you start looking for it. The more you look, the more anxious you get. Your children minding their own business, but they're not looking. 
So you ask them, where's the remote? I don't know. They shrug it on. You know, they all in their phone, right? Right? The longer you can't find the remote, the longer it's lost, the angrier you get. Then you start throwing stuff and cussing. The TV is right there. Are y'all listening? So now, you done threw up the whole house, beat the children, right? Took their phones, got them disconnected, right? Because oh, you just in that phone all the damn time. You just need the remote. But now, look how mad you get over a remote that is lost when people don't help you find what's lost. What is God's attitude towards us if it's a whole people that's lost? And you too busy with foolishness to go after the people that's lost that God wants to save. How is God looking at you? You want blessings, but you don't want to go after the people that God wants to save. Why would God bless you? You understand. I just had to put that in there. So now, brothers and sisters, listen to this. Listen to the Holy Quran. And surely we created man of sounding clay, black mud fashioned into shape. The Holy Quran in chapter 15, verse 26, is telling you that the first man was a black man and a black woman. Are y'all listening? I know that's hard for you to believe because we watch television and we've been lied to with so many things, right? Or now we watch YouTube videos that's full of lies. Now, let's look at the book of Genesis. The most honorable Elijah Muhammad teaches that the, the human beings have been on earth, the black man, the original man and woman, have been on the earth for not millions, not billions, but trillions of years we've been on the planet. Are y'all with me? Now, you know that there are some people, if we can go to that slide, that would tell you, well, no, the planet is only 6,000 years old, right? And you have a Bible, and in the Bible, it would tell you that the Genesis, <coughs> excuse me, was written in 4004 BC. Y'all see that? So now, if it's 2021, and the Genesis was 4004 BC, that's only 6,025 years ago, right? <clears throat> the earth has been here longer than 6,025 years. We've been here for trillions of years. The man who's been here for only 6,000 years is the white man. Are y'all following me? They say this themselves. Sounds like hatred, but no, it's just a historical fact. They will tell you. Now, let's, let's bring the proof. Listen to this from the dictionary of the Holy Quran. And when you listen to this definition that the author writes for Adam, and you compare it with what the most honorable Elijah Muhammad says in this book, it's perfect symmetry. Let's see. Adam, who lived about 6,000 years ago, is generally taken to be the proper name for the first human being. But the Holy Quran does not affirm that he was the first man or that there was no creation before him. I wish somebody was listening. This is the same thing the most honorable Elijah Muhammad has been teaching us. 
that the Adam that you read about is the first man of a certain group of people. Are y'all understanding? Let's go to, let's keep on. The author goes on to say, the word Khalifa used for Adam in the Holy Quran, chapter 2, verse 30, is a reference to the fact that he was a remnant or successor of an old race. Stop right there. He was a successor of an old race. Who's the old race that Adam came and replaced? It was the black man and woman who've been here for millions and trillions of years. Then the author goes on to say, and was selected to bring into being a new moral revolution. Are y'all listening? Now that's from the dictionary of the Holy Quran. Can we bring any more evidence? Let's go to the next slide. We're talking about the lie about self. Listen to this. This is Newsweek from January 11th, 1988. What? Brother Muhammad, did you draw that? No, this is the actual cover of Newsweek magazine. With a black Adam and a black Eve on the cover. Now the most, listen, I got, y'all got to understand this. The, this is 1988. The most honorable Elijah Muhammad was teaching this in the 30s. And we was looking at him cross-eyed. But now the scientists and the religious scholars are bearing witness to what he taught. What does that tell you? That the man who taught him was one mighty in power. Are y'all listening? The scientist Eve, subject of one of the most provocative anthropological theories in decades, was more likely a dark-haired, black-skinned woman roaming a hot savanna in search of food. The lie, one of the greatest lies that Satan could tell is the lie about self. Telling us that we came from jungles. We had bones in our noses. We were uncivilized. We were savages. You hear these Negroes on television? Well, we should thank white people for bringing us in slavery. We should, like buddy, we should thank them because if we weren't in slavery, just think where we would be. I mean, look at Africa today. We would be like in Africa suffering. But what they don't tell you is that when they brought us into slavery, not only did they destroy us, but they also destroyed Africa. You understand? Let's move on. The Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad on page 31 of uh, Message to the Black Man in an article called Know Thyself. We, the tribe of Shabazz, says Allah, were the first to discover the best part of our planet to live on. The rich Nile Valley of Egypt and the present seat of the holy city Mecca, Arabia. I wish somebody would say, you mean we're not African booty scratchers? No. Let's go to the next slide. Listen to this. The anthropologist named Lewis and Mary Leakey went to East Africa. And this is in 1959. So this is 29 years after the most honorable Elijah Muhammad taught us that we were the original people. At this time, they said that man originated in Asia. The Leakeys had a theory that man originated in Africa. 
So they went to East Africa, present-day Kenya. Lewis and Mary Leakey discovered bones of a, a man, a human being, that were uh, one and a half million years old. And they named the bones Zen's Anthropus. The prefix Zenj means black. The suffix Anthropus, which is where you get the word anthropology, which is the study of man. So Zen's Anthropus means black man. Are y'all following? Yes, sir. Their son, Richard Leakey, went back. I believe it was 1972. Don't quote me on that, but I believe it was in 72. And he found another skeleton, and those bones were a million seven hundred and fifty thousand years old. Right? Go to the next side, please. Then Donald Johansson found the bones that are called Lucy. And these bones uh, were three and a half million years old. Are y'all following me? also found in Africa. So now, what is this telling us, brothers and sisters? We're not the savages that we've been portrayed. We're exactly what the most honorable Elijah Muhammad said we are. We are the descendants of God himself. Now, all praises due to Allah. Let's go real quick. Listen to this, the Discovery Channel did a show called The Real Eve. Y'all see that? Nah, brother, you got naked white people in the mosque. It's just a Renaissance painting. In this show called The Real Eve, they tested the DNA of people all over the planet. Because there's a part of your DNA, if you've done the DNA test to see where your genealogy comes from, there's a part of your DNA that does not change from one generation to the next. And that DNA is found in the woman and it's in the mitochondrial part of the cell, the mitochondrial DNA. So they had the DNA of this black woman whose body they found in Africa. And they said, well, if everybody on earth has the same mitochondrial DNA as this black woman, then we can prove that everybody descended from black people. So they went around the whole earth and they swabbed people's mouths around the whole planet earth. And guess what they found out? They found out that everybody on earth had the same DNA as, or mitochondrial DNA, pardon me, as this black woman whose body they found in Africa. So what is that telling you? That's telling you that we're not black because we were cursed black. We're black because we're the first people on the planet earth. And when God created himself out of the triple darkness of the universe, he took on the color of the environment from, out, from which he created himself. Are y'all following me? Okay. Let's go on to the next slide real quick. Y'all see that? Now you know if you have a hot bowl of bean soup, this brother right here blows on it one time. He blow on the soup once, and the whole bowl is going to be cool. Are y'all following me? Why are you saying that? But look at his lips. African lips. Y'all see that? This is an Olmec statue. And these statues were found all throughout Mexico. Wait a minute. I thought you said we started that. We did. But that don't mean just because we started in Africa that we stayed there. 
Everywhere the European went, they found black people already there. Everywhere they traveled, black people were already there like, what's up, we've been here. But these statues are all throughout Mexico. They look just like that. Listen to what, when they found them, yeah, you, yeah, they were shocked. Listen to what they said. And that's coming from a book that our brother wrote. His name is Anthony Browder. Listen to what the, the uh, person who found the bones, his name is Matthew Sterling, not bones, pardon me, found these statues. It presented an awe-inspiring spectacle. Despite its great size, the workmanship is delicate and sure. And its proportions, pardon me, proportions perfect, unique in character among Aboriginal American sculptures. It is remarkable for its realistic treatment. The features are bold and amazingly Negroid in character. That's Matthew Sterling. That's the man that discovered the first Olmec head. This is in the 1800s. Then his, the person that was working with him in Mexico, Jose Megler, listen to what he said. We went and I was struck with surprise. As a work of art, it is without exaggeration a magnificent sculpture. What astonished me was the Ethiopic type represented. I reflected that there had an undoubted, pardon me, undoubtedly been Negroes in this country, and this had been in the first epoch of the world. So what are we telling you? We're telling you that the first people in the light of the sun were the black man and woman, that the most honorable Elijah Muhammad is 100% correct when he teaches us that we're descendants of God himself. Now listen to this, brothers and sisters. The, so the first lie that the liar could tell is the lie about self. Are y'all with me? The second lie, let's go to this next slide from the minister. The greatest deception, along with the deception of the reality of God, is the deception of Jesus. Because Jesus is the one that comes into the world and exposes Satan. Are y'all listening? Now, can we go to the next slide? So we know who the self is. God and you have a special relationship. He lives in you, right? But listen to what the most honorable Elijah Muhammad said. He said, brother, it's one thing to know that iron ore is in the earth, but it's another thing to mine it out and put it in the service of self and others. So it's one thing to know that God is within you, but it's another thing altogether to bring God out of you. And this is what Jesus does. And this is why the dragon who has deceived the whole world his number one opponent when you read the book of Revelations is Jesus because Jesus is the one that brings the truth that ends Satan's world. How does he end Satan's world? Is it with guns? Is it with knives? Are we getting it cracking like I thought when I was a teenager? Absolutely not. Because if you tear down Satan's world with guns and you tear down Satan's world with knives, but you don't tear down Satan's world that's within you. If you don't tear down the evil that is within, then what is going to happen when you come to power by the gun or by the knife? You're going to put in place the same world 
or a worse world than what Satan already has in place. Y'all, are y'all listening? So the real revolution is not with the gun and it's not with the knife, it's not with the bomb. The real revolution is to change the mind of the human being and bring God that lives in you, bring God out of you and manifest it to the world. That's what Jesus does. That's what the most honorable Elijah Muhammad does. Are you saying he's Jesus? Absolutely. That's the whole point. That's what the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan does. Brings the God within. Brings it out by feeding us truth. All praise is due to a lie. By feeding us truth in a world where we've been fed on lies. Are y'all understanding? All praise is due to a lie. So now, brothers and sisters, so, so many lies have been told on Jesus that now we're confused. Why? Why would they, the greatest question you could ask is the question why? Why would they tell you that you were not from God? The reason is so you would not know your origin and your connection with the originator so that you would never grow to be like your father. Are y'all following me? So they had to lie about the self. Then they had to lie about the Jesus because the Jesus is the one that comes to reconnect you with God. Are y'all listening? When I first met the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan as a college student at Southern University, listen to what he said about the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. He said that he is the axis by which the world will turn back to God. I wish somebody was listening. How is this man the axis by which the world will turn back to God because he puts you face to face with the God of self. He puts you face to face with the devil of self. And then you make a decision, do you want to be the God or do you want to be the what? The devil. You got to make a decision. He told Malcolm X, he said in a letter, when Malcolm was struggling in prison, he said, look, brother, if you take one step towards Allah, Allah will take two steps towards you. Now, you have to make a decision, black man and woman. Are you going to take a step towards God? How can I take a step? You can throw the pork in the trash can. That's taking a step. You can throw the cigarettes in the trash can, that's taking a step. You can respect and honor your women and raise your children, that's taking a step. All praise is due to Allah. This man is the Jesus that's reconnecting us with the God that's within self. Are y'all following me? Okay, but they lied on Jesus, you're absolutely right. They told us that the Jesus was a white man. So now we're confused about who we should be looking for. But the book of Revelation, I know you say, man, I go by the Bible. We go by it. It's on the shelf. We go straight by it, right? We don't go in it, right? But the book of Revelation in chapter 1, verse 14, said that the Jesus would have hair like lamb's wool and feet like brass burned in an oven. 
Are y'all following me? Okay, but they gave you the white Jesus, right? They gave our Hispanic brothers and sisters the white Jesus and the white Mary with the candles. Y'all go to the store and see them candles. You don't even buy them. They're not for you. Our Hispanic brothers and sisters are buying those candles, right? With the Mary on there, right? But they took that picture all over the world and deceived the planet with a false image of Jesus. Why? So that when the real man came, the people would be deceived when he came to connect them back to their father. They wouldn't recognize him because they're looking for a white Jesus. But now, the Jesus of history was not a white man. How you know, brother? You wasn't there. Let me prove it to you. Tell me when you're ready. When he was arrested by the Roman police, what they do to him? They beat him up, didn't they? What does that tell you? When they arrest you, what do they do to you? Exactly. That should let you know that your Jesus is a black man. You understand. I'm just telling you, that's the real. Jesus spoke Hebrew and Jesus spoke Aramaic and Jesus spoke Arabic. These are Afro-Asiatic languages. These are the languages of the original people. White people speak uh, Indo-European languages. English, Spanish, French, German, right? Those are the Indo-European languages. The original people speak Afro-Asiatic languages. Jesus didn't speak English. Jesus spoke Hebrew and Aramaic. Are y'all with me? Now, Jesus grew up in Egypt. So the Bible says, out of Egypt have I called my son. His mother Mary was an Egyptian. Mother Mary, yes. And his father Joseph. Joseph was his father? See, they lied to you. They lied to you and told you that Mary was a virgin. And she was until she got pregnant. Are y'all with me? She was a virgin. She was a righteous woman. Very righteous. The best, the Holy Quran says, of all women is Mary. But she got pregnant, not by space, but by a man. And his name was Joseph. I know y'all mad. Like, I ain't going to make out the mosque today. What? What you mean, brother? Brothers and sisters, the only way that we can become pregnant as women it's through the agency of a man. I know I've been teaching black folks a long time. See, no, no, see, that's what you wrong, brother, because see, see, what I'm saying is you could just go to a sperm bank. And... Okay, well, that's fine. I understand. Jesus was born 2,000 years ago. They didn't have sperm banks back then. I'm sorry to bust your bubble, okay, because we're just going to make the white man right in his lies. So now, how do we know that Mary was not a virgin. First of all, the word virgin that they use to translate is a Hebrew word, Alma, and it means a young woman. That's all, it doesn't mean virgin. They translated it as virgin, but it only means a young woman. Are y'all following me? When the angels came to Mary in the Holy Quran, what did they say? They gave Mary the, the good news that she would have a son. And then Mary, because Mary is a scientist, she turns to the angel and says, how can I have a son? And man has not yet touched me. Then Allah says, 
that he wills a thing, all he has to do is say, be, and it is. Now, the spooky people think it's magic. But being it is ain't magic. If you want to open a business, the first thing you have to do is say, B, I want to open a business. Then what do you have to do? Then you have to do the work of opening that business. And then down the line, after you do the work required, it is. But you got the same power that God has to envision something and then bring it about. It's not spooky. I know I'm hurting your feelings. Can I get that bottle? Because we were taught that Mary, that a virgin conceived, and she did, but she wasn't a virgin after that. Now, the word virgin has more than one meaning, right? If you go to where this snow hasn't been walked in, right? They call it virgin snow. It don't have nothing to do with sex, right? You go to the club, right? You at the club, right? In, in the pandemic, no mask, right? COVID. And you go to the bar and you don't drink, you get a virgin daiquiri. Does that mean that the, the bartender that made the daiquiri was a virgin? Never had sex? No. If you go to a forest and they've never cut trees out of that forest, they call it a virgin forest. Does that mean that nobody ever had sex in the forest? Is that what that means? You go to the grocery store and you see some virgin olive oil. What is that? I know what it is. It's olive oil you rub on virgins. No, it's not. <laughs> then you look right next to it, and then you see some extra virgin. And then you're like, damn, how can you be an extra virgin? I don't know, and we're not going to talk about it. But my point to you is that the word virgin has more than one meaning. Mary had a pure mind, and she conceived Jesus. But Joseph was the father. The Bible says that he was the son of God according, he was the seed of David according to the flesh. But he was declared the son of God according to the spirit of holiness. Let me, let's see if we can bring a little more uh, proof and then we got to wrap it up, brothers and sisters. So listen to what Prophet Muhammad said. Because we get a lot of flack from everybody because we tell the truth. It is what it is, right? Listen to what Prophet Muhammad said about Jesus and his mother. He said, do you know that Jesus was conceived by a woman in the manner in which all women conceive? This is Prophet Muhammad talking to some Christians. Jesus was conceived in the manner by a woman Wait, do you know that Jesus was conceived by a woman in the manner in which all women conceive? The question you have to ask yourself is how do all women conceive? They conceive by the agency of a man. Are y'all following me? It's just science, right? Then he went on to say, then she delivered him as women are delivered of their children. Then he was fed as children are fed. Then he ate food and drank water and answered the call of nature as all mortals do. The prophet's clear argument, which even the Christian deputation could not question, settles the matter that Jesus was conceived in the ordinary manner and that Mary became a wife and mother in the ordinary way.
sister. Thank you. I wish somebody was listening. Now, brothers and sisters, we don't have to see your parents have sex to know that that's how you got here. Now, they may have a tape somewhere in the basement. You don't want to see it, and neither do we. But we don't have to see it. We know that it happened because you're here. It's a foredrawn conclusion. So if Jesus was here, we know that he got here through the agency of a man and a woman. So they lied on Jesus, told us he was white, told us all of these lies. We're going to wrap it up. Let's go. This is the last thing on this part. Can we put that picture of the Pope? I meant to say this early. So this is the Pope. There's a shrine of the Black Madonna in, in Poland, which is one of the most popular shrines in Poland. And in there, they have the Black Mary and the Black Jesus. A lot of pastors, white pastors, you go to their church and black ones, they have a white Jesus out front. And where they pray, it's a black Jesus. There's a video, I'm not gonna bore you with it, but you can go, everything's on YouTube. There's a video on YouTube of Billy Graham in Africa telling the black people, Jesus looked like you. I just wish somebody was listening. The reason that this truth can be told is because of the presence of the real Jesus. And the presence of the real Jesus in the person of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. So brothers and sisters, let us conclude. Y'all ready? Now, we're dealing with the three greatest lies that Satan could tell. And I know that I didn't get a chance to get to that last and greatest lie. We would have to come back at another time. But I'm not going to go over the time. So, brothers and sisters, in the Bible, in John chapter 8, verse 32, Listen to this as we conclude. Jesus says in the Bible, in an argument that he was having with the Jewish people of his day, he says, and you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. So this is why the Jesus that comes to reconnect us with God, that Jesus is feared by the dragon, who has deceived the world. He's feared because he has the truth in his mouth that will make the people free. Free from what? Free from the lies of Satan. Are y'all following me? So now, how do we know that the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and the most honorable Elijah Muhammad are the ones that we're talking about? Because the world of Satan did everything they could. Can we put the pictures up? Did everything they could against the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. The world of Satan has done everything within their power against the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And everything that they have done to stop these two men has failed miserably. All praise is due to Allah.
all praise is due to Allah. How can you prove it, brother? Let me prove it real quick as we conclude. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, taught by the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, who was taught by God. When they asked the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, how do you know that you were taught by God? Listen to his answer. Because he made me all into himself. Then years later, he tells the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, brother, I want you to line your mind up with my mind so that it becomes one mind. I wish somebody was listening. Brothers and sisters, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad was opposed by the enemy. He was the most uh, evil spoken of black man in America, right? They wrote everything they could write. They did everything they could do. They arrested him and put him in prison for five years and thought that when they put him in prison that they had destroyed his work and destroyed the nation of Islam. But it was the sisters in the nation of Islam under Mother Clara Muhammad that kept the nation of Islam alive so that when he came from prison, that he would have a nation to come home to. Are y'all with me? They did everything within their power to stop him, and they failed at every turn. You open up the FBI files, and guess what they say? We did everything we could to stop Muhammad. It's right there in black and white. Now, think, I just want y'all to think. If the mailman doesn't deliver, if the mailman is against you, just the mailman, and he don't deliver your mail, everything is getting cut off. Man, I ain't got no mail in weeks. All your lights, water, gas, phone. And that's just with the mailman. Are y'all listening? Don't let it be just one police officer, right? But now, this man had not a mailman, but an entire government with unlimited resources against him and everything that he wanted to do, everything that he set out to do, he was able to do even though he was opposed by the most powerful government in the last 6,000 years. You understand? So he, was, he did his job, right? When he left, he left us a student. And that student, he's not the master teacher, but he is the master teacher. Are y'all following me? He's the student of a master who became a master by submitting to the master. Are y'all following me? So now, today, the government and the enemy has done everything within their power to stop the Honorable Louis Farrakhan. And they failed. Let me give you some examples. They put him on every television show. Negroes go on TV and they don't realize that the uh, interviewer is weighing you, weighing you to see how they can handle you or where they can place you. Are y'all following me? Every television show that the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, have y'all ever wondered like, why don't they invite the minister? They talk about the nation, but they never talk to the nation. Am I right? It is because 
they're afraid of the truth that is in his mouth. Are y'all following me? So that's why they don't bring him on, because they're afraid of the truth that opens people's eyes. Every show, every journalist, he destroyed them verbally. Every Negro leader that they brought out and, and caused them to oppose the minister, he sidestepped them skillfully, right? Every time the Jewish people who are angry with us because we say that we're the chosen people of God and they're angry with us because they've been fronting like they're the chosen people. Y'all with me? Every time they opposed him, he became more successful. What is this telling you, brothers and sisters? That the enemy's power is broken. I'm going to leave with this. There's a, a parable, pardon me, in the Bible about Jesus and a man that was blind and at the well of Bethesda. You read this. And the man was blind and Jesus put some dirt in his hand and spit on it. I'm just telling you what's in the Bible. And made the dirt into mud. Right? And rubbed it on the man's eyes. Are y'all with me? When the man washed the mud off of his eyes, then he could see. Now, I know we all the way in Spookville. But you already know if a man came to you with some dirt and made some mud and rubbed it on your face, it's going to be a fight. Right? He spit in it and rubbed it on his face. What does that mean? Everything in the Bible has a meaning. What does it mean that he put the mud on the man's eyes? It means that the word that came out of this man's mouth, right? When the water of the word was mixed with the dirt and made into mud and then put on this man's eyes. You, when you, when you want to get beautiful, what do you do? When you want to get all the dirt from in the pores, what do you do? You put a mask on that is made of mud. You mean, how does dirt pull out dirt? Because when you put the mud on your face, right, and the water evaporates out of the mud, it pulls the dirt out of the skin, into the mud. Are y'all listening? So this is the operation that Jesus was doing on the man's eyes. The man was in a world of filth and evil, in a world of indecency. The man had God within, but he was disconnected from God. So Jesus put that mud on his eye, right? He gave him the word, and then the, the mud pulled the impurities out of the man. And then when the impurities were out of the man, then the man could see. This is what the Honorable Louis Farrakhan is doing for us. He's given us the truth, and the truth removes the falsehood. And falsehood is forever a vanishing thing. The Honorable Louis Farrakhan is the man in America that God has raised to reconnect you, to reconnect you, to reconnect everybody that's watching, to reconnect you with your Father, God, by giving you truth 
in giving you the decision to accept your nature, which is righteousness and truth, or to stay with the enemy, which is lies and falsehood. But we should do like Malcolm X when he got that letter from the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. We should take one step towards God, Allah, and watch how your life is transformed when God takes two steps towards you and your life begins to change for the better. Brothers and sisters, I would like to leave you as I came before you with the greeting words of peace. We say it in the Arabic language of assalamu alaikum.